Hello and welcome to Kabam Mavs. I'm your host, Jesse Matarazzo, head of the Mavs lead, part of Bleacher Report and the founder of Kabam Media. And today we're gonna break down the 113 to 109 win over the Brooklyn Nets. Let's get it popping. The Dallas Mavericks beat the Brooklyn Nets 113-109, to led by Luka Doncic, who was two assists shy of a triple-double. I thought Dorian Finney-Smith defended very well tonight, and Tim Hardaway Jr. kept up his exceptional play, shooting very well tonight as well, bailing them, them out in a few runs. I thought Dwight Powell played very well. Jalen Brunson continues to be one of the best backup point guards in the NBA with his play. And I thought Josh Green came in and contributed pretty good minutes in his little eight minutes when he was in the game. So all in all, a great team performance. The Mavericks shot 45% from the field and 44% from three. You like to see that, but their free throw percentage was poor, only 69%. That is not nice. They basically had the same amount of rebounds the Mavericks had 12 more offensive rebounds. So the game was pretty evenly contested. It came down to the wire. I thought everything, you know, came down to the last few minutes. And, and I was at this game tonight and it was a very energetic area. Even though the there, it wasn't at full capacity, there was a lot of energy in the crowd. A lot of people were getting into it. Luca put on a great display in the first half, but he kind of faltered there at the end of the third quarter. And then into the fourth but in the last two minutes he was able to get some key buckets down the stretch and and pull out the win there it was really helped in in part by Kyrie missing (laughs) he had an air ball layup in this game that really made it to where the Mavs were going to be able to get the W on this one. So it was very interesting. I thought Kali Stein had a couple of good moments as well. And uh, all in all, it was a great atmosphere. Dirk was there. He was sitting next to George W. Bush and Laura Bush and Dirk's wife, Jessica. They were sitting there courtside. That was interesting to see. They were talking about George W. Bush being a painter and painting a portrait of Dirk. So it was a very interesting dynamic there. You see on Twitter later on with Luca taking a picture with with W. Uh, there was a comment in Twitter that was like, "They both like dropping bombs from from deep." So <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. Very interesting stuff there. A very interesting dynamic to the game, but. I was at this game. It was a, a lot of great energy. There was a lot of Brooklyn fans there too, which made it a little bit more interesting that, that sometimes you didn't know the cheers, which way they were going at some points. I was actually with a Harden fan while we were there and he was wearing a Brooklyn jer- Harden jersey. So, But we, we kept a good crowd of Dallas fans around him to make sure nobody messed with him. So it was fine. It was all in good fun. And the Mavericks got a win, which was much needed. The Lakers losing also that last night so it really puts dallas in the driver's seat for fifth place i'm going to take a quick break and when we get back we'll talk about the individual stats the player of the game for me was luka Doncic. he had 24 points 10 rebounds eight assists he was seven for 22 from the field he didn't really shoot very well from the outside later in the third quarter but he turned it up in the fourth and the last few minutes of the game to really seal the deal there so uh, he gets player of the game for me. Second up probably is Tim Hardaway Jr. He had 23 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists. And he was 4 for 8 from 3. And then Dorian Finney-Smith, I thought he may have been the low-key player of the game. He played really good defense on Kevin Durant. You know, 7 for 21 from the field. He's 0 for 4 from 3. A lot of that was because Dorian Finney-Smith was just playing very good defense on him. And Dorian Finney-Smith is very good at defending larger wings and normal-sized wings 
you just can't expect Dorian to to guard smaller guards and be effective when he's against players his own size. He's very very effective, but if you put him on a guard, he's just not able to do uh, that sort of stuff. He can't take that number one. He's not going to lock Dame up. He's not going to lock up the Stephs of the world or things like that. So I think it's important that we start start to think about Dorian Finney-Smith in the terms of he can guard big wings, but we have to have someone else guard those guards. But overall, he had a great game. He was 17 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, 6 for 11 from the field, and 3 from 6 from 3. He was set up pretty beautifully in this game. He was a plus 23. I thought he you know, played his game the way it was supposed to be played, and he's been playing really well down the stretch. Another person that has been playing well down the stretch is Dwight Powell, who averaged, uh, or who had 12 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 for 4 from the field, and 4 for 4 from free throw. He was a plus 6. I thought he did a lot of really nice things out there. He was able to get to the basket. Uh, he was getting some offensive rebounds and, and crashing the boards there, so I really liked what he was doing. Jalen Brunson had 15 points, two rebounds, two assists. He was six for 10 from the field, one for two from three, and two from two from the line. Really liked his performance. You know, Green came in, and he played really good defense. He only had eight minutes in this game, but he was two for two from the field. He was setting screens, moving around without the ball, uh, you know, trying to to make some defensive pressure. But, like, in eight minutes, he had two steals, so... You know, I love Josh Green. I hope he gets a lot more run, and I'd really like to see what he looks like after an offseason to work on his game. Um, other notes, you know, Willie Colley-Stein had six points, eight rebounds. He's good on the pick-and-roll action. He was good at uh, defending the paint. Josh Richardson, another night where he was just, eh, he was 10 points, four from 10 from the field, two for three from three. I mean, he wasn't, like, inefficient or anything, but he was a negative five in the starting lineup in a win so I you know whatever what are you gonna do with him it just I don't know what we do with Josh Richardson and you know we can take a minute to talk about Josh Richardson he's gonna have to opt into that deal if he wants to get paid he's gonna opt into a 12 million million dollar contract and then if he doesn't opt in I highly doubt the Mavericks are gonna retain him I know that Bill Duffy is the agent of Josh Green, who is also the, or Josh Richardson, who is also the agent for Luka Doncic. But at the end of the day, the Mavericks have to do what's best for the organization. And I think they're going to be in a situation where they don't want to pay, overpay somebody that's just underperforming in the starting lineup. I think you can get more production, maybe out of developing Green or getting another person in here like a Schroeder or a Lonzo Ball or somebody of that ilk. That way you can have a little bit more reliability on who who's alongside Luka. We need that two-way player next to Luka to be really effective as a basketball team. So um, I'm going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we are going to talk about bigger picture issues. So in the bigger picture, the Dallas Mavericks are in fifth. They are 10 games above 538 and 28. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10, which is... Some of the best they've been in their last 10 all year. The Lakers are right behind them at 37 and 29. They are 3 and 7 in their last 10. And the Trailblazers are 37 and 29 as well, tied with the Lakers. Lakers have that tiebreaker over the Blazers at the moment. And the Blazers are 5 and 5. So I don't know if if the Warriors can catch up there at the 8th spot, 34 and 33. I highly doubt that they're going to get there. They're 6 and 4 in their last 10. And then the Grizzlies are at 500 at 33 and 33, four and six in their last 10. And then the, the the Spurs are just hanging on there, 31 and 34, under 500. But 
they're in that play-in. Now, that's why I do not like the play-in. I don't think that teams that have a losing record should be having a chance to be in the playoffs. I think that that is a lazy take, and there's a huge difference between 8 and 10 as far as record goes, and I think that it's very important that we reward people that are playing well in the regular season and not just turning it on at the very end of the, the season and trying to get into that eighth spot. I don't mind, honestly, the eighth being a play-in, but the seventh, for me, I just think that that's too high. There's such a big difference between 37 and 29 and 31 and 34. Uh, I'm sorry. That's that's just a huge difference. And five, six, seven are playing their hearts out trying to keep that seed position and 9 and 10 can just sort of take all these L's and not really play very good basketball. And then if they do turn it on at the end of the season, then they're just going to get swept in the first round. So I don't really understand that. Another thing for us to look at is the Mavericks do play the Cavaliers tonight at 730. I'm recording this on Friday. Then they have on Sunday the Cavaliers again at 6 p.m., and then the Grizzlies, then the Pelicans, then the Raptors, and then to round out the season, you have them playing against the Timberwolves on May 16th. So there are six games left in the season, and you know if, if the Mavericks can go 6-0, they'll solidify themselves at that five spot. They're in control of their own def- destiny with the tiebreaker over the Lakers. The Lakers play the Portland Trailblazers tonight, so we're going to see a better picture of what this is going to shake out to guys this is going to go down to the wire and i'm really not sure how the seeding is going to work i know in, on the next pod we will talk about more of the playoff picture and what the routes are going to be now that or once they start to show what all is going to be you know the path to get to the finals if the mavericks make it into that uh, sixth or fifth spot so it'll be very interesting so stay tuned guys i'm gonna call it here tonight i got a busy weekend going on so I will leave you with these words. If you would like to support this podcast, please leave a five-star review in the Apple Store, follow me on Spotify, and follow me on Twitter at Kabam Sports and at Mavs Lead, where I am the head of the Mavs Lead for the Lead Network, part of Bleacher Report. I will be reporting on all Mavs news and live tweeting games there at Mavs Lead. Also, follow me on the Locker Room app at Jesse Matarazzo. I'm in there starting interactive podcasts and doing rooms. We do music, sports, all sorts of stuff. Find me on there. We'll have a great conversation. And I will see you guys on the next episode. Mm